Abounding in Faith is the broadcast ministry of Emmanuel Bible Church of Howell, New Jersey. For more information, please visit www.ibcnj.org. At this time in our nation, in our personal lives, where so many of us are facing different things, it's, it's good, the scripture says, to give thanks to the Lord. Good. It's a good thing. Um, one of the passages that just speaks to me about this whole area of thanksgiving, and I've spoken on it before, but uh, I recently committed to memory. It's uh, from Colossians chapter 3, and uh, verses 15 through 17, and then there's verse 2. And what we find in this uh, passage is a call to thanksgiving on four different occasions, four different verses. And you know, you just look at the testimony of Scripture and the commands of God to us to be a thankful people are not casual at all. God's quite insistent on it that we learn the discipline to be a thankful people. And there's so many things that come against us towards that end, isn't there? Life is difficult and problematic, and uh, life throws many, many curveballs at at us, and, and it's very easy to be on so unsettled by the circumstances that are always surrounding us that instead of being a thankful people, we become grumblers and uh, people who are just self-absorbed and worry, anxiety, and the things that just can capture the heart so easily. And so I, as I've thought about this over the years, because I'm, when I talk about this, I struggle to, to be a thankful person. Just ask my wife. Um, you know, there's always a complaint of the day. Uh, as you get older, I call it the, uh, what body part is hurting today? <laughs> but, um, you know, it's amazing. The greatest saints in history, and I think of Jody, Joni Tata Erickson, who's quadriplegic, and uh, how much gratitude and thanksgiving she exudes throughout her life. What a great testimony to us, isn't it, to see someone who has lost everything, and yet just with her voice and her mind and her creativity, she's done so much to bring glory to God, and she's just one of many, many examples. The pilgrims that came over uh, on the Mayflower in 1622, 104 of them, within the first winter, half of them died, and yet one of the first things that uh, Governor Bradford did was to call the remaining people uh, that next autumn to assembly to give thanks unto the Lord and hear from the Word of God from their pastor. So we find throughout history amongst God's people, the testimony is clear that those who have matured in Christ, those who have rooted deeply in the things of God, have learned to be a thankful people. And so we can be a thankful people, but it is a discipline, you know. It's like uh, like these people say, oh, you, you know, you play guitar. Well, there was many, many years I spent a long time just practicing, practicing, practicing. Now, of course, it's easier after you've practiced many years. And in a similar way, Thanksgiving praise is to be practiced. And when we learn to practice it, as a discipline in our lives, it actually becomes integrated as part of our our personality. And we see that with Paul's exhortations here in 
Colossians chapter 3, where he says this, beginning in verse 15, uh, he says, And, and uh, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, um, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. So the first call to thanksgiving that we see in Colossians is a call to give thanks in assembly. You know, the peace he's talking about is not just the inner peace that we all long for. You know, of course, we want that to rule in our hearts as well. But the peace he's talking about is within the congregation of believers. And some of us have walked with the Lord many years and probably have experienced when that has not happened. And it's so devastating and disrupting to one's faith in life when the when God's people are not living in harmony and peace. And yet that's the call here. Let the peace of Christ rule, and it's amongst you all. And we have that as a church. And I'm so grateful for you, uh, each of you who are part of the church family, where we've committed to really live in love with one another and at peace with one another because God can do great things. You know, when this COVID thing goes away, maybe in our next lives, I don't know. <laughs> it's starting to feel like it's dragging on. That's my complaint. Wait a minute, I'm supposed to be thankful. Uh, uh, I think uh, we're going to have a great celebration and really bring everyone together and, and um, remember who we are as God's people. It's been very disruptive, but by God's grace, we're still assembling, we're still worshiping, we're still gathering, we're still studying the scripture, even though it's been kind of disjointed at times. And so he calls the, the community together and says, be thankful. And it's a command that you see here. Be thankful. It's not anything fancy in verse 15, uh, just to be thankful. The second call to thanksgiving is what I would say in worship. And when I say worship, it's, it's us worshiping together. And there's two things here in the next verse. It's the worship that is part of, of venerating the word of God. And we do that as a church to lift it up to remind ourselves that we cannot uh, live according to our dictates of our own thinking. Uh, We need God's truth and God's word in our lives. And so we see it in both uh, the invitation to to, uh, let the word of God dwell in us richly, if you look at the text, teaching and moshing with one another, with all wisdom, we're doing that right now right? But then there's also the call, what we just did, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That's just what we did. And um, singing psalms, spiritual songs, with what? Thankfulness in your, with your hearts to God. You know, uh, when we come in and say, you know, great is your faithfulness, you know, that's not, that's not the way we're invited. No, we're, we're to rise above all the the darkness within our own hearts and the anxieties of our own hearts and rise above that and say, no, I'm going to give thanks. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to rise above what I feel. You know, this world's beating me down, but I have something greater than this world, you know. And so through the word of God and through the music, you know, we allow it to dwell in us richly, singing, giving thanks in our hearts to God, you see. So there's a call to thanksgiving in worship. And we're doing that tonight. Isn't that great? 
Uh, the third one is this, Thanksgiving in our personal lives. I mean, this is quite the call. Think about this. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Doing what? Giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wow, what a high calling, isn't that? And here we see Thanksgiving in our personal lives is to be integrated, right? Uh, whatever you do. Uh, what, what, what do you do that is not within whatever you do? Can someone answer that? <laughs> There's nothing you do that is not within the category of whatever you do. Everything you do is in whatever you do. And so the idea here is in whatever we do, we do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means a life of holiness. It doesn't mean we don't stumble and get angry and lose it and make mistakes. It's not, that's not what it's about. But we, we aim, we make it our ambition to live holy lives, to live consecrated lives unto the Lord. What? Giving thanks to God the Father through him. And uh, this is a call to all of our life. It's a lifestyle choice, right? You hear a lot of people talking about lifestyle choices in our culture today, many of them which we would strongly disagree with. Why are they making these lifestyle choices? Because they're confused about their identity. They don't know where they came from. They don't know where they're going. They don't know who created them. And so they're latching onto some identity that's outside the word of God. And, of course, we know in eternity they're shipwrecking their, their souls, their lives. But we have a great identity in the Lord Jesus Christ, do we not? Uh, being saved in Christ, to know him as Savior. And uh, in, we have the privilege to live for him fully. doesn't mean it's easy, but we do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so we see thanksgiving in our community, letting the peace of Christ rule amongst us. We see it in our worship, the word of God, singing. We see it in our personal lives. And there's one other call here, and it's in chapter 4, verse 2. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. And here we see a call to thanksgiving in prayer, right? I mean, if you break this verse down, uh, the first one is to continue steadfastly. The idea there is, is we're making a decision to be resolute about this. You know, prayer is not to be casually done. It's to be fervently done. It's to be, we're to apply our lives to the task of praying daily. And when we do that, there's great benefit to us personally. And we also, through prayer, are impacting the world. So it's continue steadfastly. Being watchful, um, the idea of being watchful here is that we are aware of what's going on around us. We're observant, but we're doing it with a thankful heart. Now, we all know in this particular election cycle, it's spread nothing but fear and anxiety in us. How could it not? Whether you're on the left side of the spectrum, politically or the right, everyone's a bit nervous, anxious. You know, so being prayerful and watchful, I love what Franklin Graham prayed. 
I was watching an interview with him a few days ago, and he says, you know, let's pray that the truth is revealed. Let's pray that whatever the truth is, we live according to the truth. But we trust the Lord, thankfully, that he is going to work things out in eternity. Our personal lives, whether, you know, what I've been through the last six, seven weeks, uh, surgery, flu, um, all these physical struggles, I don't get a pass on prayer and thanksgiving, do I? Pastor Mike, do I get a pass on it? No. (laughs) And I found myself uh, really praying some uh, prayers of what they call lamentation uh, in the Psalms. There's prayers of complaint. They're called Psalms of lamentation. Why, oh, Lord, me? You know, it's those kinds of prayer. You know, when you're in physical distress and you're questioning God's goodness. Uh, And that's okay. The Lord wants us to come to him regardless of our state. Uh, But isn't it good that he restores us? He leads us by quiet orders. His rod and staff are there to comfort us and direct us, even though we go through those valleys of the shadow of death, right? He, he, he's there always to guide us, to lead us. And so we see this Thanksgiving community. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Be thankful. We see it in worship. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, singing uh, hymns, spiritual songs, uh, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. We see it in our personal lives, do everything, right? Everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And we see it in our prayer, continue steadfast in prayer, being watchful, you know, thanking God along the way. And I think if we can really incorporate these areas of, uh, of our, in our lives, you know, these commands, these, these things our God is uh, uh, challenging us with, we, we become transformed people. And we find joy in the midst of challenge and difficulty, right? To be a thankful, joyful people. I'll leave you with this one last verse before we continue. We're going to sing one more song. And then what we want to do is we want to hear from you just a word of thanksgiving. And uh, just a little instruction. You see this mic here? This is called COVID-friendly mic. And uh, because you can't get near it. And you see where the, um, the cross is underneath the mic? That's where you stand. And I know it sounds scary as all get out. But I'm asking you to, to really make an effort because we have quite a few people tuned in on YouTube and Facebook that you come and just give a word of thanks, something that God has put in your life. And it might be thankfulness for his faithfulness, thankfulness for um, something that he's done, maybe a deliverance or something like that, and you can come and stand right here. It marks a spot right there, <laughs> and you can come and give thanks. And um, for it's good, right? That's what the scripture says. It's good to give thanks to the Lord. So I'm inviting you to do that. And after we sing, so if I can invite um, Sue and John up, Father, we're grateful for this text of scripture. What a challenging portion! of Scripture to our hearts, Lord. Thank you that you don't leave us to ourselves. Because if you left us to ourselves, Lord, we'd be a grumbling, complaining, negative people. But you're relentless, Lord, to challenge us again and again. In Jesus' name, amen.